Welcome to Sandra Ray's Fiercely Spiritual Podcast. You're listening to episode number 10. Welcome to another episode of the podcast and I'm so delighted today to have Wendy Terry with me. Wendy is an author and she has over 25 years of experience as an international psychic medium. She's a well-being coach and a number one best-selling author on Amazon and I just love uh, Wendy's whole ethos and her passion is to help people to look inside themselves, to listen to their inner being so that they can have happier, more fulfilled lives. And who doesn't want more of that? So Wendy, you're so welcome. And I'm so delighted to have you here today. And we're going to be discussing a little bit about your book, The Different Levels of Death and Suicide. But first, I wanted to talk a little bit about you and how you came to be a medium. So can you just tell people a bit about your story and how this all came about? Yes. So first of all, thank you for having me, Sandra. It's a pleasure to connect with you. And my whole life, I've actually, even as a young girl, I actually grew up in England until I was 15. And um, my whole life, I could actually see people that I could see through. And this was rare for my family because nobody else could see them. So I actually grew up quite scared and not understanding why I was the only one that could see. Now I understand dead people. And so even through the years, I'd say, well, can you see this person? My mom would say, like, there's nobody there, Wendy. So I actually grew up very, I would say, lonely with this. And then... Actually, um, I think what opened my eyes was uh, we moved in England and I moved next door to a tea leaf reader and she would read my mom's tea leaves and everything. And I'd be like, wow, that's so cool. So I think, so now I understand she opened me to there is other things, you know, beyond what we think is normal here on earth. And then I moved to Canada at 15 with my family and it was very open there. And so when I was 18, I explored readers and everything like that and understood, like I took a meditation class and I could see so much beyond. So the spirits actually came in stronger and I kind of allowed them to come in. Yeah, and meditation is so important. I want to talk a little bit about that later on. Um, But when you were seeing these things and you were seeing, you know, spirit and you were feeling kind of a bit isolated, um, you know, how did that make you feel? Did it bring up fear in you or did you just accept it as being natural? Yeah, like to me, it was definitely natural. Like I would say to my friends, oh, can you see that? And can you see that color and those spots over there and everything like that? And they're like, no. And I was like, oh, you know, and I'd be like, can you, you know, and I'd have vivid dreams and I'd talk about my dreams and they'd be like, no, we don't see it like that. And I was like, oh, so I did at one point kind of just keep to myself. So, you know, I still had many friends. I still had lots of love in my life and I was a very loving person, but I just didn't talk about it. Mm. And so I shut myself off from it. 
Okay. And did it go away for you or is um, it? It didn't really go away. I just, I think I just chose to, well, I can't talk about that. No, you can't, you know, I was scared at one point, like, especially at the night and I'd see all these, it's like when I went to bed and I'd see all these faces and everything. So yeah, the nighttime definitely scared me. I had two brothers who got to share a room and I wanted a sister only because I wanted someone to sleep with because I was very nervous at night because that's when they came stronger. But really, why do they come stronger at nighttime? It's because in the daytime we can be distracted so there's pe- more people around us. There's more noise. So it's not that they're not there during the day. It's just that we distract ourselves. But at nighttime, it's silent. It's dark. It's like there's nothing to distract you. Yeah. And also the ego isn't as active. So we're more open to seeing these things. And I know I've had much more powerful experiences at night um, where I would feel that presence in my room. And it's, I want to say it's never been scary. There have been some times where I'd be like, what's that? But generally it's like a very loving presence that I'd feel. And I always, you know, call on my angels to be with me and around me. And I always ask the angels to guide me and protect me. And I always find that when I do feel, you know, a presence at night around me, it would be that very loving presence. Um, And I think that's so important because there is, I think, a lot of fear around, you know, all this stuff is around us anyway. It's not that it's not there. It's just that people have a lot of fear around it and around seeing. Well, I know, like for me, I did have a really negative experience. So, and again, you have to understand, I didn't know anybody that knew about this stuff. And uh, when I was in Canada and I actually started reading the tarot cards and, and angel cards, I actually um, just invited the spirits to come. I was like, okay, I'm ready to see you. And honestly, what happened after that was a series of events where I honestly thought they were going to kill me. They were like trying to suffocate me like, and everything like that. And then that's when I heard a voice to say, protect yourself from the white light of the Holy Spirit. So I just did this white light of protection around me. I just say, surround me in the white light of the Holy Spirit, protect me and keep any negative energy out. And they went away and never came back. So, you know, like, so, but I'm grateful for that experience because now I can teach that to others. Like you, there is, you know, again, dark and light, And it is to be aware because the light is always stronger than the dark. Mm. And that's so important to know. And when you talk about they, um, you're not talking about angels. You're talking about souls that have passed on or uh, disembodied. Yeah, I just say any like different entities, really. Like there's many different entities, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, angels are one form. Do I... You know, again, I've had experiences with angels and it's the most peaceful, amazing, like, it's just beautiful. And I've had experiences with the dark. I've cleared dark energies around people. So it is important to be aware of it so you can clear it, so you can go into the higher levels. And that's what some of my book is about. 
Mm. And I want to talk and get into your book and really talk about how that came about. But just on the spiritual protection side of things, I think that's so important because all this energy, like we're immersed in energy. And I always say it's a bit like going outside and if it's a rainy day, not wearing your raincoat. And it's like, of course, you put on your raincoat, not because the rain is bad and not because the rain is, you know, that you don't want to... um, be in the rain but because you know that it's sensible to put on your raincoat um so yeah it's like knowing that the energy around you is there all the time but it's sensible to use spiritual protection so that you can keep your vibration as high as possible yes i totally agree (sighs) so you started working with clients one-to-one and started giving readings and when did the idea for the book come about? You know, I actually, um, I was in Canada. I lived in Canada for about 33 years. And, and then about seven years ago, I actually was guided by spirit to come back to England. And at that point, I had to look deep inside my soul because I actually left my family behind in Canada. And it was just like it, the force was too great that I had to follow my instincts And at that point, I started looking, going deeper. And then I think with clients, I was going deeper and then seeing at that point, some suicides came in for clients. And this was probably the first times I had probably had a lot of dealings with suicides, but they just kept coming in and coming in. And I thought, you know what, they were showing me stuff I did not know. Because even with suicide as a medium, I honestly thought that, you know, again, I'd always heard, yeah, like you take your life, you have to come back and learn your lesson. Now I understand that's not true. There are many levels of suicides in my book. It really is, they all have a soul purpose. And I was like, wow, like it's, it's so much more than earth. So I wanted to share the soul purpose so that people understood it really was okay. And I, I wanted to, to give the people down here on earth some understanding. Because I know for me, until it happened, I didn't understand it properly. So, when you, uh, so my book is really to try and help people have more understanding with all the different levels. Mm. On the other side, on earth, our emotions. So it's, you know, like there's many different levels of emotion, you know, love, many different levels of love, many different levels of patience, many different levels of grief. And we're taught, no, grief is just one thing. It's so much deeper and so much beyond that. So I wanted to just give people my true life experiences with clients in the book and to maybe give them a different perspective, Mm. more understanding So your book is called The Different Levels of Death and Suicide. And I don't know if you could do this, but if you were to sum up those different levels, is it possible even to sum them up or? You know what, I just, I just honestly think there's many different levels on the other side. We, I actually thought we all went to the same place when we died. And even as a medium, I would tune into pretty well the one level. And now I understand we don't, even our loved ones do not always go to the same level on one side. And if I could give you an example of that. So uh, there's a a chapter in my book and it's called resentment. And I was doing a show and this uh, 
I said to this lady, oh, your mom is here. And uh, she is saying happy birthday to somebody. And she goes, well, that's my sister. My sister's in spirit. And I said, well, they're not in the same place. I am, I am getting that there's resentment in here. She goes, well, that makes sense because my sister was not talking to my mom when she passed. So this is how I see resentment. We hold on. It's like emotional weights. So when you're full of all this emotional weights, you're not going to go to a high level on the other side. It's like too heavy to carry. So, you know, do I think like people like angels and think that's a whole different realm on the other side. That's such a light level. So I really, so from that, my passion is to really try and help people unload their emotional baggage so that they can truly go on a much higher soul level when they choose to leave this earth. And I think it's important, as you were saying, to note that no matter you know, what level that you experience or if somebody who has a loved one who's passed on, I think we go to the level that is right for us. So it's important to, like, there's nobody that's necessarily stuck. I know there are souls who are earthbound and people who, things like that do happen. But generally when people pass on, they are guided to a level that's appropriate for them. Would that be right? Yeah, and, and you know what? I have cleared many earthbound energies. So there's also about ghost clearings. There's, um, you know, like some suicides do not pass right away. They don't cross. So it's like that, you know, when a loved one comes to me, we actually clear them right away so that they can go to a much more peaceful place. But that's not true of every suicide. So every single death and every single suicide is different. And I truly believe, you know, and I agree with you 100% that we go to the place that we are meant to, because we are meant to experience many levels. Mm. And if somebody listening has, say, a loved one or someone who's passed away recently, um, or it could be a while ago, and they're worried or they might just be, you know, looking for a connection with them. You know, what advice could you give them or is there any reassurance? Yeah, I actually think that every single person can connect to their loved one themselves. And this is how I feel when we pass. The soul does not disconnect from us. We disconnect from them. So you're feeling the disconnection from human body to human body, but their soul is very much around. So if you could connect your soul to their soul, you can. And I really just want to say that really everybody grieves differently. So to me, my advice to somebody is please be gentle with yourself. Grieve your way. Because I truly believe the deeper you grieve, it's because you have loved that person on such a deep level. And it's very hard. I, I really have to say when you connect, when you've loved somebody and you have that connection on a soul level, you will miss them until the day you physically choose to leave your human body. Hmm. And yeah, I always teach my sons. I have two little boys. They're three and five. And when the topic of death comes up, I always, like, I do agree that grief is unique to every person. And as you say, it's different for different people. And 
I know that that physical loss can be such a pull. It can be such a void. Um, And I love what you were saying about how if somebody is feeling disconnected from their loved one, it's not because their loved one has disconnected. It's because they have disconnected through that physical loss. But I always say to my sons, when they ask about death, I always say, there's no such thing as death because you just change into another form. You leave your body behind, but you change into another form. So you keep living and there's just more life after that, uh, after your body, uh, you leave your body. And I explain it that way because I think a lot of people, they think of death as so final that that's it. And even if they do have a belief in God or a higher power, they still think of it as being final. And I think that's what causes so much grief because they don't realize that their loved ones are actually right beside them. Just in spirit form, they can't connect to that. So they think it's completely final. Exactly. Because our beings are eternal. Mm -hmm. So when, you know, and the thing is we've had, you know, again, like there's a couple of chapters of past life experiences in my book and, um, and also some experiences that clients have had on different planets and galaxies, which I didn't actually knew existed. So I was like, wow. So I actually learn more from spirit if I'm honest. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, I'm just (laughs) like, wow, this is so cool. I have to write this down. And it's stuff I've never even heard of. But I, it is out there because then I have uh, grown up daughters and one, I'll be like, oh, this happened with this kind. This is so cool. And my mom's and my daughter was like, mom, that's like um, on the Game of Thrones. And I said, well, I've never even seen an episode of that. I don't really watch TV. And I honestly think it's because I wasn't meant to be tainted because otherwise every chapter in my book gives me an earthly validation. Otherwise, I wouldn't have believed it was true. So I question this and I'm going like, I, I don't know about this. You have to give me an earthly validation. So, and some of it is really quite weird and crazy, but the earthly validation, it's like, no, it's true. It's the same as when you start being a medium. Like you, you do kind of question and think like, why am I, am I really seeing this? Like, what is this? But then after a while, you get too many experiences to not believe. And it's the same as with this. Like I didn't believe to begin with. I was just like, whoa. And it, it just took me to a whole new level. And now I've had too many not to believe. And, you know, and then I would say, like, when my daughter said that about the Game of Thrones, I'd be like, wow, but that information got implanted in somebody with that idea at one point. So I'm just picking up on that realm. Hmm. I love that because I always think that I don't really watch much TV, but I watch movies and I always think when I'm watching certain movies, especially I love sci-fi movies. And it's like, this idea didn't come from that person. This was like downloaded. And it's like, they're just downloading this information. And I remember, um, you know, what you were saying about different planets and, you know, things like that. And one of my teachers, I remember him explaining about he was working with a client and he could see during the healing, like these tools that we're using that were really futuristic And they could both see themselves in this kind of futuristic setting. And they realized that it was a past life that they'd both been having. But what I didn't realize is that past lives don't have to be on the timeline as we see it. No. Past life can be in the future. Um, It doesn't have to be in the past. Well, I I think everything is happening simultaneously because, 
Because again, you've heard the term we're multidimensional beings. Well, I had a dream about my grandfather and he split me in three places at once. So I was in the past life. I was down at the bottom of my stairs and in bed. So, and I'm like, wow, like I'm doing three things simultaneously here. And he said, this is multidimensional beings. So I actually think past lives, future lives, um, now, I think it's all happening at once to us. Because the only timeline is on earth. Humans control things. And I don't, and there is no timeline on the other side. So that's why I think even when people want their loved ones to come through, sometimes they don't come through right away. And it, and to me, I just think, well, it's not that they're meaning not to, it's just that they're busy doing other things up there. And so down here, it seems like it can be a long time. And, Mm -hmm. and I've had other people come through in a minute. Mm. Um, So yeah, I just want to dive into that for a minute because there's so much that you were talking about there that I want to go into. So it's all happening at once, which I agree. But I also think that even though it's happening at once, it can be changed, that not everything is determined. Um, so it may have happened a different way, um, but it can be changed, happen a new way. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And the other thing I want to talk about, because you were saying about multidimensional beingness, and I remember when I first started working with the angels, and I'd call on an angel. I think, well, if I'm working with this angel, how can they be working with other people? And getting to realize that the angels can be in multiple places at multiple times, just because they're working with me, it doesn't mean I'm depriving somebody else of being able to work with them. They're not like us. They can split themselves into um, in numerous, yeah. no, the infinite uh, levels. This, I even actually put, because even our loved ones in spirit can be like that. Because I think people think, oh, well, if my mom's with my sister, how can she be with me? And at one of my shows, like a mom came through to say, I split myself in 20 ways. I'm with you all. And, and uh, her son was like, well, there is 20 of us. Like it was just like with children and grandchildren, right? So even our loved ones can, they're everywhere. Hmm. And I experienced that when I was, um, it doesn't have to be, you don't have to be um, out of body to do it because I was at a talk with another author, uh, Rebecca Campbell, and she was doing a womb blessing. And during it, it was like, a holographic extension of her went out to everybody in the audience and was standing in front of everybody in the audience and doing it directly with each person. And at the end, I met her and I said it to her and she's like, oh, that's great validation because that was the first time I'd done it, not on a one-to-one basis, but in a group basis. And I thought that it was just so relevant that it actually was in a group, but it was like she was projecting herself out and doing it with each person individually through um, this kind of holographic level. So I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, and you can actually even do that. I think it's easier for people to do that in dreams because I've had many people say to me in dreams, oh, Wendy, you were in my dream last night and you were helping me. You know, so I I think it's just like you said before, like at nighttime, like it's just like, it's easier. There is no ego. It's just like you, you can just go. Yeah. And I know that's been my experience that when loved ones have passed, the most powerful connection I've had is through dreams. 
And I like those really vivid dreams where, you know, it's not just a dream, but that's actually their presence there. And also, yeah, I just had a dream last night where someone who I follow online, who is like a mentor, who I've never met in person. I had a dream about them where they were guiding me and giving me advice. And I was thinking, God, I'd love to like message them and say I had a dream. But I was like, I can't because they just think I'm so weird. (laughs) But you know what? But I actually encourage everybody because this is what I'm going to say. I think when you have a dream, people message me and say, Wendy, you were in my dream. I really appreciate it because because then I understand that while I am helping them, you know, on that level as well. And I honestly think if I dream of somebody now, I always message them and I always go, it's up to them whether they receive the dream. Mm. But I think if you dream of somebody, it's, it's, you know, again, that could be helping them to go, yes, that, that's, that makes me feel good. Or, you know, like knowing that you are, so I always say like, no, I wouldn't be afraid. I, I honestly think if people think I'm weird, that's okay. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, um, that's something that I found when I started working with clients that stuff would come up during the healing. And I would think, I can't say this. It's just so out there. But then I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to say it. Um, I'm just going to go with what comes up. And I find the more and more that I do that, um, the more validation I get. Just recently, I had a client who I experienced this um, energy, which I don't normally experience. It was like kind of like a Wiccan energy. And this kind of like warlock kind of thing was coming up. And I was saying it to him afterwards. And it's funny because he was like, oh, you're the second person to say that to me. I had a healing, you know, a few years ago and she was saying the same thing. And um, I just thought, okay, I'm not so weird after all, but you just really have to trust it. You do. That is one thing when you start to do this work, that's the number one thing you have to do is trust. Mm. And that can be just a muscle that you develop, just really trusting and practicing. Yes. And the more you do it, the more, you know, it comes to you. I know that when I first started giving messages to people, I would physically shake inside and I'd be like, I can't give this message. Like, you know, like, what if I'm wrong? What if they don't get it? Like, and I I would physically shake. But then I had to tell them because otherwise... I would keep shaking. So after I told them the shaking would start and stop and they'd be like, Oh yeah, thank you. Like I get that. And I'd be like, Oh, okay then. So the more you do it, it does take practice because the more you do it now, I have totally trusted. I get a message, even if they don't get it at this point in time, it will click at some point in time. Mm. Cause I truly believe you get a message. It's for a reason. Yeah. And I think that's important as well, because sometimes people aren't ready to hear the message, even though they really want it, they may not be ready to actually receive it. Totally agree with you. And then you think it's your fault that you're not getting like, you know, why you getting this information, but yes. Mm. And for those cases, it may be that they just need to sit with it for a little while. And then afterwards, it'll sink in on a deeper level. It's just planting that little seed. And often I'll be with somebody at a healing and afterwards I'll be giving them advice and guidance. And sometimes they'll like look at me as if I have two heads, but then they'll email me a week later and they'll be like, oh yeah, what you said, I did so agree and it's so true. Or And often yeah. the people will totally agree with it, but there will be sometimes that little time that they need to sit with it just for it to sink in. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think it's the same as us. I think like we don't know everything yet. We haven't seen everything. 
And I just honestly think as we are ready, it will be shown to us. And we can't see everything at once. It'd be too mind-blowing for us. Yeah, and I was talking about that just recently, saying about how much we don't know. And of course, we're getting more knowledge and more understanding every day, but there's just so much that we have no idea of. And it's part of the excitement of it because we're here to learn and we're here to expand and grow. And that's why we don't have the full picture um, we're rediscovering and remembering who we are and growing into ourselves. And that's part of the adventure. Absolutely. And, you know, like I have a chapter in uh, my book called All Levels, and it really is about saying those, you know, about those first levels, which I always see a little darker. But I honestly say we've all come from the light and we're all going to go back to the light. Mm. And I still say like on earth, there's many levels and on the other side, there's many levels and we are just meant to experience and explore. And so I even have to say, even on the other lot, on the other side, again, it's just like a whole new world. So it's still like earth are you still on many levels so it's just interesting to me Mm. you know and down here on earth I always say life is a journey life is a road some people are at the beginning of the road some people are at the end of the road so the ones at the end of the road are getting to master life they are you know like they've had many experiences but I always say to people this is not to judge anybody because the ones at the beginning of the road You've had lifetimes doing that stuff because you get it. You don't have to do that again. So, you know, like even for people that judge, like, you know, I am actually learning not to judge anything now because I actually am looking beyond what it seems on earth. And I look at the bigger picture. What am I meant to learn from this? What am I meant to, if it brings up any emotion in me, I clear my emotion and I look at them with gratitude, love, and thank you. Yeah, because sometimes the people who we think are not as enlightened let's say are more enlightened and they're our teachers and they're here to teach us very specific things and help us to grow they're helping us to grow and we're the ones judging them or thinking oh god they're not spiritual or whatever else is coming up but it's actually the other way around yeah yeah absolutely like I know like even for me an example of that even when I came to England like I have two brothers well one said to me Wendy, I don't know why you're doing this, but you're my sister and I'm going to love you anyway and I'm going to support you. The other one, seriously, he was so mad at me, he could have hit me. And he still doesn't really, like he'll say hello to me and things like that, but he still has that real, and I actually go, yeah, this is like, so he's loving me on earth. It seems like he's loving me conditionally. The other one's loving me unconditionally. So I had to learn from the both. I love them both so much. So never did I ever get upset with my other brother. I thought, no, you've loved me on a higher level so unconditionally that you're willing to teach me this down on earth so I can see the difference between conditional love and unconditional love. So they're both equally as special. Hmm. But my one doesn't remember that. He doesn't remember what we agreed to before we came to earth. So I'm going to love him anyway. And it's a lovely way to look at it that there's that aspect of him who is loving you unconditionally always. And then there's this earthly aspect which seems to be different. 
and it's helping you to grow into unconditional love in your way. Exactly. And, and really in sharing this with other people so, they, so that they don't be upset or mad with anybody. Because again, there's always a reason and a higher purpose. So, and the higher purpose is always light. So to me, like if we can keep, you know, again, I always say you want to acknowledge the dark sometimes because I always say you need to trust your instincts. If you're going to go outside and you know that you're getting a funny feeling that you shouldn't go one way and if you don't listen to it, you go and you get mugged, you know, again, that's still a little bit of darkness. Like you still need to honor it to keep you more in the light and trusting yourself. Hmm. And I, and this, and there is no right or wrong. Nobody is better than anybody. We're just on this journey. So I appreciate every single person, every single experience. And to those people who may not necessarily believe in the afterlife or in spirit or in mediumship, how do you, what do you say to them or how do you deal? You know what, if they, I, I actually always tell them I respect their opinion because I, you know, because again, I know that maybe their lifetime, this lifetime does not involve that. Their lifetime, this time might be being very, very earthly. You know, they might come back another lifetime and then they, I do believe they will evolve on this level at some point, but at this point they're not ready. I understand it because I honestly, it's for me, I'm a, I'm a visual. So I've always seen dead people. I've always seen that. But if I didn't, if I didn't have any experience, I'd be like, why would you believe it? Like, so I truly understand and respect. And a lot of those people don't, they'll, they're the first ones to not respect our opinion um, because they're like, oh, I don't think that's not like you're, you're a fraud, you're a scam, like, you know, and things like this. And I love them anyway. I, I honestly go, thank you because you're helping me to believe in myself more. Yeah. And um, it's funny you say that because I remember talking with another medium who works with the angels and he was saying, he's like, you know, I can see these angels. I like know they're there. He's like, if I didn't see them, he's like, I probably wouldn't believe. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. And sometimes. And it's, and it's the same as when I was getting into like seeing the planets and the galaxies and everything like that. I did not believe in that. If somebody had said that that was true, I probably would have, I would have questioned it. And do I think you're right to question things? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. You know, you, you have to believe in what's right for you. And I always say, and you have the right to change your mind yeah. because we're all energy and we're all evolving. So, you know, I'm sure even for me, what I believe today, I'll be believing in something else right down the road. Absolutely. And I know when I started this work and I started learning more and more and expanding my awareness, and there would be stuff like that coming up, like interdimensional stuff and um, other beings and fifth dimensional beings and seven dimensional, all this type of thing. And I felt like I was Alice in Wonderland going down that rabbit hole. And I was like, <laughs> it's like, where is this leading to? But it's like, I always feel when I feel that feeling of like, okay, I'm going down this rabbit hole. I don't know where I'm going. That's when I'm expanding beyond my previous limited beliefs and limited thinking which is always a good thing. Yeah. And I know for me, like, I think when I, I always say I'm trying, I transition up another level, right. 
And it's almost like before I transition, it's almost like, I don't know whether I, I don't really doubt myself, but I just go, it's almost like you have a lull before you transition. So then you're going, oh my goodness, where am I going? What am I doing? Like, you know, and, and, and I think that's when some of the negative thoughts can come in because I honestly think like, you know, and I honestly believe like when people say, oh yeah, you, it's really important to be positive and everything like that. I honestly have to say there's not one person on earth. I don't care. The masters, I will say it to their faces. They're not a hundred percent positive. If we lose a loved one so close to us, you're going to be sad. We're emotional beings, but I do think it's your responsibility to try and be as positive as you can. Like, you know, if you find yourself negative, like switch it to, you know, like say good things. I think self-care is huge. Okay. So I, I usually say to people, like, if you can try to get to 75, 80% positive, you're doing great. Yeah, I so agree. And I think when I started out and I started learning about metaphysics and the power of positive thinking, and I was trying to be positive all the time, it led to this underlying tension because I was ignoring my emotions and I had to learn how to feel my emotions and to feel the painful emotions so that I could release them. And I learned that when I actually felt them, they just, fl- they flowed through me and they were gone yes. rather yes. than stuffing them down and having this yes. underlying tension. Yeah. Like normally, like for me, I just think, and I think like there's so many tools and I, I honestly have to say, you have to pick a tool for you. That's really easy. So normally, like I'll say to people in their emotion, if they're feeling angry, just say, yeah, I'm feeling angry. And then I just thank it and send it love because you're thanking it for the lesson, send it love and release it through your breath. Gone. You're not keeping it. Yeah. And I think acknowledging it is such an important step. Just even acknowledging, yeah, it's there and then moving through it and releasing it. And it's funny because this week I found that with the new moon energy, um, or sorry, the full moon energy, and you know, just all this stuff coming up for release. And I had a healing with a friend yesterday and she was like, it's like, you know, when you're in labor and you have a contraction and then it releases and it's like, you know, that little contraction feels like, you know, painful and then it releases. And then suddenly the baby is born and this beautiful thing is, and sometimes we don't realize that that process of those little contractions are actually helping us to birth something, something wonderful. We can get stuck in the pain of them and not realize the purpose. Yeah, that's a great analogy. Yeah, I love it. I thought it was just yeah. so relevant. And yeah, but see, only women would understand that had babies. So. <laughs> exactly. But it's, it's true for anybody that is going through stuff. Sometimes yes. it's like the darkest hour is before the dawn. And it is really that when you reach the boundary of your previous ways of being, it's like that wall, you're like brushing up against it and you have to break through it. And that can cause like this like pressure and it can cause this resistance. But once you break through, it's such a relief. It's like, oh, wow, this is brilliant. I've expanded into something new and something beautiful. Yeah. And I think a lot of times, like I think for people, it's just really important to find your true soul because in on earthly we've been our whole lives it's like no you can't do that you shouldn't do that like no and we shove things down and I I know when I I broke open when I came over here because I was I I was releasing so many emotions 
And I honestly thought, oh my goodness. And it was, I just felt like I was being ripped open, but then my being came out and I was like, wow, I'm finally here. And it's been amazing ever since. That's lovely. And I think I know that you talk about in the book um, some of the things that came up were things that you just hadn't you know, ever known before, or you wouldn't have ever believed. Can you give us, before we finish, just a final example of something like that? Yeah, so, so, in, so my book is really, like, again, there's mediumship, there's dreams, there's angels, like, there's many different aspects in my book, you know, and again, like, the different suicides, and then, again, when I go to the different worlds, so that's what I didn't believe, and there is... Um, a man, he came to me and he was about 42. And as soon as he came in, I was just like, oh, you're actually not from this planet. And I was like, okay, they're showing me you come from the star planet. And meanwhile, like I'm going, really? Like, well, there's stars. Like, you know, I've never heard of star planet. Like, you know, really? And I said, but what they're telling me is that you were a criminal and they sent you down here to monitor human behavior. And I said, so this is your first incarnation on earth and you can't handle the frequency. So you've abused your body with drugs and alcohol. I said, and, but, you know, again, I said, you love the star energy. It gives, you know, you must love the night stars because it gives you energy. And I, and then it's like, all of a sudden they show me like a ginger and white cat being placed on his doorstep. And I'm like, okay, like this is crazy, but you must have a ginger and white cat because they're showing me like they're placing it on your doorstep and the cat follows you around. And he was just like, Oh my God. He says like, really seriously. He said about over 10 years ago, he said, I had a stray ginger and white cat show up. He said, and that cat follows me everywhere. He said, then two years ago, another one showed up, the old one died and the little one followed him around. So it was like, and he said, I have abused my body with drugs and alcohol because I just don't know how to cope. He said, I love the stars. Like, so there was so many. So he got it. So after that, I was able to like release some energy strands from that planet. He is so happy now. He doesn't have to do the drugs. He doesn't have to do, you know, again, he can limit the alcohol. Like, and he's enjoying life down here. So to me, that was something that I was going like, really? Am I really going to say this? This is like far out for me. But just see how like, you know, and people could say, oh, well, you could just pick a ginger and white cat. But really, not everybody has a cat. They can be black, Siamese, gray. Like, you know, why would I even, you know, again, that's just what they showed me. And, you know, and I honestly have to say, I, and I truly honestly have to say, I believe in me. I believe in my clients. It helped him. So I really don't believe, I, it's okay if people don't believe it. It helped him. He is now here living a happy life. And so, you know, and so like I said, I'm not here to convince anybody that doesn't want convincing, but all I'm here to say is just maybe there's more that's going on in earth than meets the eye. Mm. And the more open-minded you are, I think the easier it will be for you. Yeah, and I do think that's so true. There's just so much we don't know and so much we've yet to discover and I want people to go and read your book because I think they're going to learn so much from it and it sounds like it's just amazing read because those stories I just find them fascinating and I totally connect with those things so I am just a huge fan of 
bringing that into the awareness of other people so that they can start to open up to new levels of awareness. Um, so where can people get your book if they want to buy it, where it's best to buy it? Um, it is available right now on Amazon. So people can get it there. And um, until I really look at getting it into shops and that at the moment. Okay. But um, so right now I would say like the best place to get it is on Amazon. Amazon, the different levels of death and suicide. Of death and suicide. By Wendy. And I, yeah, and I honestly think it, like my hope for this book, you know, it talks about even like the tiniest of souls when people lose even miscarriages, abortions, stillborn babies. So, you know, like there's so many different levels in this book. And my hope is that I know that one chapter will scream at somebody when they read this book. Mm. And so far what people have been saying that they can't put the book down. You know, one lady was saying, I was a little bit nervous because of reading the book, I think because of the suicide she was, but oh my goodness, she was, this has just given me a whole new aspect of things. She goes, I had to read it from start to finish. And there's like 66 chapters. So it's like, yeah. so a lot of people are saying they can't put it down once they start it. And that's quite relevant for us at the moment because We've just passed a law here. Well, we've repealed the Eighth Amendment, which is about abortion. So abortions okay. are coming into Ireland, which it hasn't been legalized before. And I found, like myself, so, um, what's the word, um, pulled in different directions because I think that women have the right to choose. But I was also finding so much grief coming up in relation to those aborted babies. Yes. And what came up for me was that those souls know that they're going into this. They've chosen. Exactly. Yeah. And even, and even there, like some of, you know, there is a couple of stories in here about what's happening to those souls. And some of those souls choose to come back at a different time and some choose, but I'm going to tell you, they all have a different purpose. And I personally, and it really was about, you know, like we shouldn't judge whatever anyone is choosing it is right for their soul at that time. And again, lesson, world lessons, right? You know, so even for this going on in Ireland, like world lessons, there's so many people there, right? It has such a ripple effect. So um, I, I think everybody has to do their journey their way. Mm. Yeah, I agree. And that's the beauty of it. We came here with free will to choose how we want to live. And we get to experience it however we want. And we get to choose if we want to co-create our life with the guides and angels and live a beautiful life. Yes. And we have that choice. Oh, and I honestly have to say, like, no one is alone. So if you, if I just want to say to somebody, if you're listening to this and you feel very much alone, you are never alone. You always have loved ones, guides, angels around you. You have a whole army of people there to love you and support you and please call on them for help mm. yeah I have to agree the angels and the guides are always there but they wait until we ask because of our free will so always exactly. ask ask you can never ask enough and, and people don't realize that they always be like some people say to me oh but I don't like to bother them like they're busy and and you know there's more important people than me know that like you say they can split themselves in thousands of ways and they you know they are here so if it can make your life easier 
then what you're doing, when you become happier, you have more light in you, you will share that light. And the world needs a lot of light right now. Absolutely. Well, look, it's been lovely talking to you. Uh, Yes. Thank you so much. And I urge everyone to go out and to read your book, just to open their awareness. And there's so much more in it. There's so much more about angels and guides and about the afterlife and about spirit world. And there's just so much to uh, discover. So it's an amazing book. So thank you for writing it and sharing it with the world. Thank you. And we're all here to help each other. Hmm. so blessings to you too thank you and um it's been i've really enjoyed our conversation so looking forward to connecting with everyone again next week for the next episode of the podcast bye-bye thank you Bye.